Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of psoriatic arthritis found under the rheumatology section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 40-year-old woman presents to the physician's office for joint stiffness in her hands. She reports stiffness every morning in only her right hand and left foot. She recently started an intensive topical regimen of topical steroids and calcipotriene for a psoriasis flare-up a week ago. Although the topical regimen is helping with her psoriatic skin lesions, her joint stiffness has not improved. She has started on a systemic medication for her skin lesions and joint stiffness. Let's continue with an introduction to psoriatic arthritis. Clinically, it is defined as a seronegative spondyloarthritis associated with skin psoriasis. With regards to epidemiology, remember that there is an incidence of less than 1% of the population. However, it occurs in 20-30% to of patients with psoriasis. Demographically, there is a peak incidence between 30 and 50 years of age. Risk factors include scalp psoriasis and nail lesions in psoriasis. In terms of the etiology, it is idiopathic. However, the pathogenesis involves an increase in interferon alpha, IL-6, tumor necrosis factor alpha, and other inflammatory markers that recruit T-cells into the skin and joints. Then, osteoclasts are exposed to inflammatory molecules in the psoriatic joint, which triggers osteoclast activation and causes osteolysis. Conditions that are associated include skin psoriasis and other HLA-B27 autoimmune diseases. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include asymmetric joint involvement, often involving the distal interphalangeal joint, and the spine can also be involved. In particular, there will be joint pain and joint stiffness in the morning. On exam, one may note swelling of the affected joints. In particular, the hands are affected more than the feet. One may also note dactylitis, which is inflammation of the entire digit causing the finger to look like a sausage. There may also be psoriatic lesions. These are sharply demarcated pink plaques with silvery scale, and patients may also have pitting on their nails. You may also note uveitis and sacroiliitis. In terms of further imaging, radiographs are indicated to confirm the diagnosis. The recommended view is of the affected joints, and specific findings may include bone proliferation and bone resorption. One may also note a pencil and cup deformity of the DIP, which demonstrates erosive changes. In terms of further studies, one should obtain labs which may demonstrate a negative rheumatoid factor and positive HLA-B27. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about ankylosing spondylitis and rheumatoid arthritis, with the differentiating factor being that there will be metacarpal phalangeal joint involvement, not the DIP. In terms of treatment, conservative options include weight loss. This is indicated for patients who are overweight, and it may reduce disease activity in psoriatic arthritis. Medical options include treatment for skin psoriasis, as well as non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, which are indicated as the first-line therapy for mild joint symptoms. Another option is disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, or DMARDs. This is indicated if the patient has more than five joints involved, if there is radiographic damage, or if there are elevated inflammatory markers. Specific drugs include methotrexate, leflunamide, sulfazalazine, apremilast, tumor necrosis factor alpha inhibitors, and anti-interleukin agents such as ustekinumab and secukinumab. And lastly, complications related to psoriatic arthritis include cardiovascular disease and joint deformities. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to psoriatic arthritis, 
let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 34-year-old woman presents to your clinic with a six-month history of pain in her hands. The pain is worse in the morning, but it is present throughout the day despite her use of ibuprofen. Additionally, her left fourth finger recently began to swell and is particularly painful. She also begun to notice changes in her nails, which have become brittle. Prior to the onset of symptoms, she made multiple visits to the clinic with complaints of pain in her lower back and ankles that was eventually well controlled with ibuprofen. Her temperature is 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.5 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 138 over 88. Pulse is 78 beats per minute and respirations are 18 breaths per minute. Inspection of the hand demonstrates dactylitis and nail pitting. Additionally, a rash on the right elbow is identified, and it demonstrates a salmon-colored plaque with silver scaling. The distal interphalangeal joints of the left hand are tender to palpation, as is the second distal interphalangeal joint of the right hand. The Achilles tendons are tender bilaterally, and ultrasonography is consistent with mild Achilles tendonitis bilaterally. Testing for HLA-B27 is positive. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are, choice one, ankylosing spondylitis. Choice two, gout. Choice three, osteoarthritis. Choice four, psoriatic arthritis. Or choice five, rheumatoid arthritis. The best answer to this question is, choice four, psoriatic arthritis. The presence of a positive HLA-B27 test with nail pitting, dactylitis, enthesitis, pain and tenderness of the distal interphalangeal joints, and a rash consisting of a salmon-colored plaque with silver scaling is consistent with the diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis. Psoriatic arthritis occurs in up to one-third of patients with psoriasis and is associated with HLA-B27. The DIP joints are the most commonly involved, but patients may also have sacroiliitis and enthesitis at presentation, combined with the classical rash of psoriasis and nail pitting. Severe cases may also have dactylitis, resulting in the classic sausage fingers and toes. The first-line treatment for psoriatic arthritis is non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, but refractory or severe disease should be treated with either disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs or biologics. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Ankylosing spondylitis is an HLA-B27 associated syndrome and may share features with psoriatic arthritis. While sacroiliitis and enthesitis, particularly of the Achilles tendons, are common in ankylosing spondylitis, they also may be observed in psoriatic arthritis. The presence of the characteristic rash of psoriasis and nail pitting makes a diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis more likely. Choice 2. Gout often presents with arthritis and cutaneous findings such as TOFI. This patient lacks TOFI and instead has nail pitting and the characteristic silver scaling salmon colored plaques of psoriasis, making psoriatic arthritis more likely. Choice 3. Osteoarthritis often affects the DIP joints. While this patient has tenderness of the DIPs, the presence of nail pitting, silver scaling salmon colored plaques, and dactylitis makes a diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis more likely. Choice 5. Rheumatoid arthritis is a common cause of arthritis. However, the proximal interphalangeal joints are preferentially affected and dactylitis would be highly unusual. 
This, combined with the aforementioned cutaneous findings, make a diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis more likely in this patient. Finally, a bullet summary. Psoriatic arthritis classically presents with enthesitis, arthritis of the distal interphalangeal joints, nail pitting, and salmon-colored plaques with silver scaling. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 45-year-old male with no significant medical history comes to your office complaining of pain and stiffness in his hands upon awakening in the morning. He says the pain and stiffness tends to go away an hour or so after waking up. On physical exam, you note scaly rashes on his elbows bilaterally. You obtain radiographs, and they demonstrate pencil and cup deformities of both thumbs and erosion of the DIP joint of the left middle finger. What is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are, choice one, gouty arthritis. Choice two, osteoarthritis. Choice three, rheumatoid arthritis. Choice four, psoriatic arthritis. Or choice five, systemic lupus erythematosus. The best answer to this question is, choice four, psoriatic arthritis. The radiograph of both hands demonstrates pencil and cup deformities of both thumbs and erosion of the DIP joint of the left middle finger, making psoriatic arthritis, in the context of the scaly rashes on the bilateral elbows, the most likely diagnosis. Psoriatic arthritis is an inflammatory arthritis associated with psoriasis. Although it is most commonly present in patients who already have documented psoriasis, up to 20% of patients develop arthritis before the development of psoriatic skin lesions. The characteristic findings in psoriatic arthritis include distal interphalangeal joint involvement, often with osteolysis resulting in the classic pencil and cup deformity, asymmetry, and dactylitis, commonly known as sausage digits. There is also flail or ankylotic deformities of the digits and the frequent presence of enthesitis and spinal involvement. The publication by Weigel et al. reviews psoriasis and its associated systemic manifestations. They write that psoriasis is associated with several non-skin disorders including arthritis, cardiovascular disease, lymphoma, and depression. The publication by Reveil et al. discusses the extensive clinical overlap between psoriatic arthritis, psoriasis, and Reiter syndrome. Based on the results of their study, they hypothesize that some forms of psoriatic arthritis, which are HIV-associated, may constitute a spondyloarthropathy more closely related to reactive arthritis, also known as Reiter syndrome. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Gouty arthritis is usually a monoarticular arthritis and does not show pencil and cup deformities. Choice 2. Osteoarthritis is associated with morning stiffness that lasts less than an hour. It is also associated with different findings on imaging, such as joint space narrowing, osteophytes, and subchondral sclerosis. Choice 3. Rheumatoid arthritis does not affect the DIP joints and does not show cup and pencil deformities on imaging. Also, rheumatoid arthritis frequently presents with other constitutional symptoms. Choice 5. Arthritis associated with systemic lupus erythematosus is generally associated with other constitutional symptoms. That's all for this review about psoriatic arthritis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. 
If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.